The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. G'day everyone, welcome back. Uh, This is my uh, senior school chapel talk uh, and this one is on 1 Samuel chapter 16. Uh, So here we pick up the story as King Saul has been rejected by God and God is about to choose a new king, a son of Jesse. Um, And so we're going to follow that story on now. Uh, Keep in mind that the beginning of this talk, I'm actually standing on the basketball court shooting hoops I'm talking about my inability to play basketball, Um, uh, connecting that with just because I'm tall, it doesn't mean I'm good at basketball. And it's sort of like just because uh, a man is tall, it doesn't mean he's going to be a good king. Uh, But there's something more at play here. I hope you enjoy this next podcast. Uh, G'day everyone. Uh, Basketball, uh, it's a game that when I was at school, we used to play all the time in the main quad. Oh. I can't believe that it just happened. We would play all the time in the quad, uh, but I'm hopeless at basketball. Uh, I just got that in, and that never happens for me. In fact, I could normally stand here and shoot 10 times in a row, and that happens. The ball hits the rim and never, never actually goes in. Uh, In fact, growing up as a kid, because I'm tall, right, I have family, see that's terrible. I would have family and friends look at me and say, you are so tall, you must be awesome at basketball. But the simple truth was, is that no matter how hard I tried, no matter how hard I tried, no matter how much coaching I received, basketball just is not my game. Uh, In fact, playing as a kid, I remember that like I was very tall and I had a couple of friends who were very short and, and my little friends were way better than me. Uh, they would just run rings around me and I was just as big, I felt like this big labouring oaf that just could not do the right thing and get the ball, let alone get the ball into that hoop. Hopeless at basketball. Well, if it came to a selection process and I was standing there in a line, you would not want to choose me. Even though in basketball you tend to choose somebody who is taller, you would not want to choose me because although I look impressive maybe for the basketball game, I'm actually not. I'm, I'm terrible at the game. I'm not impressive at the game of basketball whatsoever. In our story that we've been looking at from the Bible in 1 Samuel, we've discovered that God's people, they chose a king. And they chose a king who they thought was going to be impressive. Do you remember his name? His name was King Saul. And, and, and King Saul is described as being this big, tall, strong, impressive looking man. The sort of man that you would want to be your king. The sort of king that might lead out his people into great and magnificent battles and be victorious. And in some regards, really, in some cases, uh, he was like that. He was the sort of king that did actually lead God's people out into battles and they did win. 
Uh, but the problem is, is that King Saul was a king who was all about himself and he didn't point God's people back to God, who ultimately is the king. And so, although he looked impressive, this big, tall king was rejected by God. Well, today what we're going to see is that Samuel is sent by God to go and choose a new king. And we're going to see that the king that is chosen by God, notice by God, not by people, is actually not tall and impressive, but he's just a little person, a short, young boy who is chosen by God to lead God's people. And as we look at this unimpressive boy who was chosen as king, I hope that you're challenged to think today about Jesus, who, although looks unimpressive to our world, is in fact the only saviour of the world, the only one who saves us from our sin. All right, so let's look now at 1 Samuel chapter 16. This is what it says. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I've rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about me, he will kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived in Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, Do you come in peace? Samuel replied, Yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shema pass by, but Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing in health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. So, like we've said, right, God's people had a king, and the king's name was King Saul. But King Saul's reign has come to an end because God has rejected him. And so now, even though Samuel's pretty down in the dumps, right, he's feeling, feeling pretty sad and low, the Bible says, God says, come on, get up, go and choose a new king. Because, he says, I have chosen one of the sons of Jesse to be the king. And interestingly, Jesse lives in Bethlehem. You see, God's got something in store in this little town of Bethlehem. 
There is a king that is going to come out of Bethlehem for God's people. And Samuel needs to go to Bethlehem and see who this king's going to be. And he's got to take his horn, like literally like a horn out of like a ram or something that they would cap and then put oil in there and they'll carry the oil around. And he's got to take that horn and he's going to pour the oil onto, onto the son of Jesse to mark him out as being the king of God's people, as the king who God has chosen. So off Samuel goes, he heads off to Bethlehem. And when he gets to Bethlehem, God says, I will choose a king and I will reveal that king to you. Take notice here that God is busy in the selection process this time. God is the one who is choosing a king for his people. This is not a king that, that the people are choosing. This is not even a king that Samuel is choosing. This is a king that God is choosing. And so let's see what sort of king God chooses. As we look at the passage, you'll see that Samuel gets there and he rocks up and he finds Jesse and Jesse brings his sons to Samuel. And while he brings them to him, they sort of like parade before Samuel one after the other. And the first guy that we get is a guy called Eliab. And Eliab comes along and straight away, Samuel looks at him and he goes, wow, this must be the one, the oldest son of Jesse. Look at him. He's tall. He's impressive. This is going to be a good king replacement for King Saul. This is a king that was like King Saul, but he's a king who's going to be from Jesse's son. He's from Bethlehem. This is what God says, but mm, wrong. That's not right. In fact, God says, no, this is not the one. Do not consider his outward appearance, God says. Don't look at how tall he is. Don't look at how impressive you think he might look. Because I, God, take a different view of things, God says. I look at something different. While you look at his outward appearance, I take a different view, God says. I look at the heart. I look according to the heart. So Samuel says no to Eliab. No, nah, this is not the one. And so then another son comes out and he says, no, this is not the one. And then another son comes out and, and Samuel says, no, this is not the one. And until all of the sons have come out, all seven of the sons have come out in front of Samuel and Jesse's like, here are my sons. And Jesse's like, no, nah, God has chosen none of them. Samuel says to Jesse, are these all of your sons? Do you have any others? And Jesse says, oh yeah, there's another one, the little one, the young one. He's out, he's out in the fields and, and he's watching the sheep. And so Samuel says, bring him. I want to see him. And we're not going to sit down. We're not going to eat any food. We're not going to do anything until he comes. And so Jesse sends for his youngest son. Let's look at the description that he's given about this young boy as he comes. The Bible says in verse 12, so he sent for him and he brought him in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Uh, this is interesting, right? Uh, in when, when Saul was chosen, the description of Saul was that he was tall and kingly and buff and strong and like, you know, this big mighty dude. And even when Eliab comes out, the firstborn of Jesse comes out, he is tall and impressive and buff and this mighty dude. But God writes that off. And instead, God chooses the youngest child in Jesse's family, this young boy. Literally, when it says the, the, the young boy, it literally is translated the little one. And the little one comes out. 
And here is this young boy with bright eyes, fresh face. He is little and he is young, but he is good looking. There's nothing actually kingly about him. Sure, he's fine looking, but he is not a mighty king warrior. This is important. You see, the new king for God's people is a king that God has chosen. A king that God has chosen that he will do work through. God is going to be the king in charge of his people and he's going to work powerfully in this young boy. In this young boy to lead God's people well. And so what we see happen is that uh, Samuel says, yep, this is the guy, rise, let's anoint him, and they pour oil on his head. And the Bible says in verse 13, that as he pours oil on his head, God's spirit comes powerfully upon David. You see, this little scene here is important for us to really pay attention to because now there's a new king come on the scene, we've got to notice that this new king is all about God and his work. God seeks out a new king. God seeks out a king according to his own heart according to the view of things that God takes. And this is so that we might be reminded that the security of God's people is all based on God. God's people are safe and they are led well because God is in charge. So while Samuel is over here and he's looking for a king who is tall and impressive, who is like a kingly man, we actually see that God has his heart set on another. And God rescues people from what they think is best, to actually give them someone who is best, this young boy who is not necessarily kingly, but is the one that God has set his heart on to lead God's people and to save God's people. At this point, I hope that you're excited to remember that the one who has come to be our king, that is King Jesus, he is from God's heart and from God's intention and from God's will. He is the one that God has chosen to lead us. God has worked on our behalf and he has sent Jesus for you and for me. King Jesus has come because God has so loved us and God has sent Jesus and God has worked for us through Jesus. You see, God's heart and intention and will is completely and utterly behind us being saved from our sin. This is no accident. This is God intentionally working for you and for me and for the world. Jesus is the one. Jesus is the one that God has sent to save us and to rescue us from sin. In fact, the Bible says in Ephesians that God has loved us so much that he has called us and he has appointed us to be his children through the saving work of Jesus. You see, this is all because of what God has done in rescuing us that we are saved. God has determined to save you. God has determined to save me. God has determined to save the whole world according to his heart, according to his will, and according to his intention. For you, you're going to be continually faced with the decision for what are you going to follow? You'll be faced with the decision of who you will follow in this world. And often the decisions that we make about that is, is always based on what seems impressive, what seems most impressive and most mighty and most strong. But today I hope you consider for a moment that as you live in this world, what seems most impressive and mighty and strong often isn't impressive and mighty and strong. In fact, the most impressive and mighty and strong one that we should follow is in fact Jesus. 
Although Jesus looked weak, although Jesus looked hopeless, after all, Jesus even died, it was essential that Jesus died. It was essential that Jesus would humble himself and even die for us because as he has done that, he has saved us from our sin. Jesus needed to die so that we would not perish, but so that we would have eternal life, so our college verse from John 3.16 tells us. As we look at this passage, I think the application is quite simple for us. The application is, choose to follow King Jesus, the Saviour. Although he looks unimpressive, he is actually the one who has been sent according to God's good will and intention to be our King and our Saviour. And it's only through him that you will ever have eternal life. Broughton, choose Jesus. Jesus is your King and Jesus is your Saviour. He is the one that God has sent for you. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at mrkschroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.